right, hello everybody and welcome to the Unleash Your Strengths podcast with Eddie Villa. Hello, oh my gosh, today is going to be so awesome. Today, I'm going to share with you three questions that are going to kick you in the butt starting right now. But before I get to that, I want to just say this one little thing. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you've been listening this long, like you've already helped me do what most podcasts don't do, which is last this long, okay? Thank you so much. Every one of you that have actually commented in the the feedback and left me a five-star review, shared some honest feedback about what you're getting, I want you to know that means the world to me. Because I love the talk, as you can already tell, but this means nothing to me if it's not going to be of value to you and if you're not going out and creating as a result of it. So for those of you guys who have left me those reviews, for those of you guys who have commented, hey, who knows? As a, a fact, when I'm recording this episode, I actually, you know, the, the truth is that there's a possibility that maybe there are no reviews. But if you have, thank you. It means a lot to me. I want to tell you right now about this concept of questioning everything. And that's what this podcast episode's about. I want you to start questioning everything now. Question it all. Question it like, like you're in a, in a courtroom, okay? You know how they have in the courtroom, they've got, uh, you know, like, for, this is kind of cool because one of the strengths in the Gallup uh, strengths report is called deliberative and it really works like this. But imagine you're in a courtroom right now, you've got a defense, right? And you've got a prosecution, you've got a judge, and then you've got a jury, all right? And I want you to picture that right now. Let's pretend that we are defending your life. I don't know if you guys remember that movie way back in the day. Albert Brooks is awesome. It's called Defending Your Life. Anyway, but let's pretend you're defending your life right now. All right. And I want you to stop being on the defense and I want you to move over to the prosecution. And I know a lot of times we're on the defense a lot. You know, if you, if you say a lot of things to yourself that are, you know, self-depreciating because you think that's going to work, it's going to motivate you. That's, that's not the prosecution, my friend. That's actually the defense. If you say things like, if you look in the mirror and go, oh my gosh, I'm fat, I don't care about my health, or oh my gosh, I'm, I'm so stupid, I'm constantly making stupid mistakes, you, you would think that it sounds like the prosecution, but that's actually the defense. You're actually trying to justify and defend yourself when you're saying those things. You're trying to say what you think the prosecution's going to say, but the prosecution actually works like this. The prosecution actually looks at who you, who you are. All right, when it, comes to, when it comes to your own person, like if, if this was you in a courtroom defending your life, if you're going to be in the prosecution, this is what you're going to be. You're not going to question your passion. You're not going to question your love for what you do. You're not going to question your knowledge for what you've already learned up to this point. What you're going to do is you're going to question the circumstances that you've put yourself in. You're going to question the people that you've surrounded yourself with. And more importantly, this is the last part. You're going to question why. In fact, this is the only thing we're going to talk about today. You're going to question why. Why? Everything. Why you do what you do and what you really want. So I'm going to share with you a short little story that I'm, my plan is to put this into a book because based on this short story, I started coaching people with these questions that I learned. And I'm going to teach you these questions today. I started coaching people with these questions, and these questions help them motivate themselves instead of me telling them and firing them up, because that doesn't work. But essentially, these three questions that I came up with like, got me going, and I'll explain in a minute what they are, and I want to show you how you can use them for yourself. But I, 
I've been using this now for years. And these questions help people get focused and moving forward. And so my goal is to turn this episode, just this episode right here into a book. And so if you're listening to this podcast, you're getting the teaser. You're getting the, you're getting the, you're getting the meat and potatoes of this book and how this book is going to work. But essentially, these three questions I want to teach with you, um, they're going to help you move forward. Because it's time to, it's time to kind of get off the chair. It's time to get up. It's time to start moving your body. It's time to start creating what you really want instead of staying where you are. Because you think that there's such a thing as staying where you are right? We're going to talk about that in a minute, what that means. Let me just first tell you a story. January of 2015, I sat down for six weeks through online coaching, and then I spent an entire day with a coach. He's one of my favorite people on this planet. So I'm going to tell you about him right now. His name is Satema Gali. And Satema taught me how to get my butt moving. He worked with me. Like, I feel like he was working with me, even though he was working with a group. But he changed my life when I worked with him. He changed my life, but not because, not because he, he, he told me what to do, but he got me believing in myself so that I could go find out what to do. That was everything. And that's what I want to do right now for you. I want to help you believe in yourself after this podcast. Like, this podcast right here will be your favorite of all your episodes. Because it'll be the one that got you moving. Moving to find out who you are and what you really want. So after I was done with Satema, I knew. He taught me one thing that was awesome and I, and I apply it to everything I do, which was how we do anything is how we do everything. That was what freed me. I was like, oh my gosh, that's brilliant. How I do anything is how I do everything. So when I looked at the way I was and how I believed in myself, it was limited it was really limited because I had limited myself in my health. I had limited myself in my relationships with my wife, especially. I had put a, I'd put a, a you know, I put a grade on what our marriage could be. I said, this is the top level for us and that's it. I had limited so much in my, in so much of my life besides my business that my business was just a reflection of that limiting and I didn't even realize it. I thought, like most people were, if I just concentrate on my business, I can make more money and then I could go focus on my health and then I could go focus on my relationships and then I could go focus on my belief in myself. I'm telling you right now, that's a lie, right? That's a straight up lie. And through September, I learned this. And so here's what I, I set out to do. I wanted to grow a business. And I told Satema, I want to know what it feels like to have a million dollars in my bank account. Now, now that's not going to be inspiring to you. There's a lot of reasons behind it for me. I'm not going to go into them right now, but I, I will eventually in a few minutes. So here was me going, all right, I want a million dollars in my bank account. And he said, do everything the way you want to do your business. And so the first thing I set out to do, and I'm laughing because I don't know why I came up with this, but the first thing I set out to do was to improve my health, right? And I, my, head, my, my head said, you need to learn how to run for long periods of time on the treadmill. I don't know why, but I, no, I, I, think I, I think the reason why I chose that was because I hated the treadmill. I could go to the gym anytime, no problem. I go to, go to machines and weight lift and, and lift you know, free weights and all that stuff. But the treadmill, my friends, oh my gosh, I'm just thinking about it right now. 
uh, it's giving me a migraine thing about it. It's like this freaking treadmill is the worst invention in the history of inventions. I hate the treadmill. Can you, can you, can you tell? Can you feel me? You literally go in the stupid machine that revolves around and you, you know, you walk or you jog or you run and you go nowhere. Like you're going to go nowhere. You just, you're just on this stupid machine and you're up and you're looking at the same dumb television screen that's showing you nothing of value. And, and forget about trying to hear what's on that screen because none of the, the, the speakers work. So you can't hear it at all. So at that point, I'm like, all right, well, I got to put on my headphones. And, and what do I like to listen to? I like to listen to podcasts. I like to listen to people talk. I love listening to inspiring speakers. And it's the worst thing to do while you're running. I, I, I don't know about other people. Again, this is for me. Again, uh, I'm just telling you my opinion of the treadmill. But listening to people talk while I'm hating being on the treadmill, like I can't do it. I can't listen to them. I can't even understand what they're saying. So I take the headphones off and I just listen to the whatever techno disco music they got playing in the gym. Have I illustrated how much I hate this treadmill yet? So I thought about the treadmill being, okay, that's got to be the thing. Because if I can get on that treadmill and I can run for five miles, then I will have overcome at that point. I decided running five miles on a treadmill will prove that I've overcome my fear and hatred over the treadmill. And if I could do that, then I could apply those same principles to my business. I could apply those same principles to my relationship with my wife. I, and I'm, saying, I'm not saying I hated my wife, but I, I, I hated aspects of having to be vulnerable in front of my wife. That's the thing that scared me the most at the time. This was, okay, this is like eight years ago. I promise I'm over that now. So don't judge. Anyway, back to what I was saying. The treadmill was a, a clear representation of something that I had to overcome. And if I could figure out how to overcome that, then I would have the secret to overcoming everything in my life. And I didn't even realize how true that would become. So I got on the treadmill, all right? And my first thought was, okay, I got to attack this small because if I go on here and try and do five miles, it's just never going to happen. So for weeks, I would just run on the treadmill for one mile. That was it. And then one day I finally said, okay, Eddie, this is obnoxious. Stop doing just one mile. Let's just go for five miles and just see what happens. So that was the day that I learned these three questions that I'm going to share with you. I'm on the treadmill and I'm running and I'm going and at the mile, I hit the mile and already I want to stop. And that was when I learned the first lesson was that when it gets hard, I want to quit. And I'm not joking. Like my mind started to like play out all kinds of scenarios. Like I could take a picture of this treadmill and I could totally say I pushed myself. I could lie. I really could. My brain just kind of went there for a second. But I'm still on the treadmill going, well, okay, if you do that, then you're going to do that with your business. And guess what? Your business, you know, you could tell people you've got a thriving business, but they'll know when they see how broke you are, right? Okay, so that's not going to work. And then so I keep running on the treadmill. My mind starts going crazy. I start thinking all kinds of thoughts, like scenarios on how I can get off the treadmill. And then right about a mile and a quarter, I started realizing that my focus on, on, my focus on how to get off this treadmill turned this into a really painful experience. And I started hating it. And that's when I said, okay, stop, Eddie. 
no more, see, the cool thing about working out is you kind of get forced into a situation where you got to tell the truth. And so finally, I had an honest conversation with myself, and I asked myself these three questions that I want to ask you right now, and I want you to ask yourself this. The first question is, what do you want? As I'm running on this treadmill, I'm trying to ask myself, what do I want? I didn't realize how hard it was to answer that question. I mean, I'm on the stupid treadmill. I'm running. Why don't I know what I want? So I'm running, and it takes me just a few minutes to realize I want a million dollars on my bank account. That was what I said. And it's funny because running on the treadmill to other people makes no sense. What does that have to do with a million dollars? It made perfect sense to me. I was facing my fears. I was facing the things I hate. I wanted to learn how to do things that I hate in a way that I loved. And if I could do that on the treadmill, then I could do that in my business because that's what my business needed to get to a million dollars. Does that make sense? So in order, to, in order to have a business that generates six, seven, or eight figures, and it's all based on you, then you're going to have to do things that you've never done before. You're going to have to do things that are scary and uncomfortable. And honestly, not, they're not even fun to describe to other people. So when I'm sitting there on the treadmill, I'm <laughs> sitting, I'm running full speed on this freaking treadmill. I'm asking myself, Okay, I want a million dollars in the bank account. That's great. And then the second question, and I want you to ask yourself the second question. Why does it matter? Why do you care? As I'm talking to myself and I'm running, I'm asking myself that second question. Why does it matter if I get five miles on this treadmill? Why does it matter if I get a million dollars in my bank account? Why do I care? And I started to think about how much I hated my old job. And I started to think about how I hated the people in my life who used to talk to me in a way where I was of no value. And I started thinking about all these nasty, horrible things that people thought or said about me all the way up until that moment on that treadmill. And I started to realize that, that why it mattered because I needed to prove that I was of value. And I couldn't prove that I was of value if I couldn't do the one thing that I try to ask everybody to do, which is just face your fears and keep going. So as I'm running on this treadmill, I realize that the reason why I want a million dollars in my bank account is because it's a representation of me doing that. It means that I did it. And then once I've done it, then I can help other people do it too because then I'll have a story to tell. So as I'm running on that treadmill, I'm realizing, okay, I got it. All right. Now here's what's fascinating. That took me another mile and that was it. At some point, I got real tired, and I got real intolerant of what was going on. I really started to hate this stupid treadmill. And this is what it sounds like when you're on a treadmill, and all you hear is the music, and then you hear the treadmill going, because it's your feet. Like, I started paying attention to these stupid, obnoxious, little repetitive sounds that were happening on the treadmill. It's like my feet hitting the treadmill, and the, and the whirl of the, of, the, of the pad moving around, and the, the sound of the treadmill as my big 200-pound body is banging on it with his feet because I don't run quiet, right? And then I'm looking around. There's a bunch of other people running no, nowhere as well. And then I hate what's on this. I mean, again, I started to refocus on all the things that I hate about it. And so what I realized is that those first two questions aren't good enough. Those two, first two questions weren't compelling enough to make me want to keep pushing through this nonsense of the stupid treadmill. And again, at the two-and-a-half-mile mark, I started to plot how I can jump off this stupid thing and still say that I did it. Because I didn't believe at this point that that conversation 
I, I believe at this point that conversation in my head was the last time I'd ever have that conversation again. It wasn't going to work for all the other times I was going to have to come back to this dumb treadmill. I needed something that was going to give me the, the, the energy, the focus, the challenge to be on this treadmill every day, not just this one time. It's not good enough to just run on a treadmill five miles one time. You got to do it every day. Because so if, if I can face my fears every day, if I can go through these challenges every day, right, then I'm on to something. That's when I realized that I had never really discussed the alternative. So at this point right now, I want you to, I'm going to tell you this third question. And if this third question isn't really upsetting you or even making you cry, then you're not doing it right. Go back to that first question. Here's what I want you to do. Write down that first question right now. Okay, before I'm going to stop the story for a second and write down these questions. Number one, what do you want? Number two, why does it matter? As I'm running on the treadmill and I'm about to quit, and that's when I said to myself, I'm going to quit. I'm going to get off this treadmill now. And then I stopped and I thought, wait a minute. That's what I always do. Up until that moment, the reason, I, I learned the reason why my business was not where I wanted it to be, why my health was not where it wanted it to be, why my relationships were not where I wanted it to be, why my, why my belief was not where I wanted it to be is because of that moment right there on the treadmill. And I learned the most powerful truth ever for me was if I keep quitting when it gets hard, I will quit everything. If I quit this treadmill right now, it, I will repeat that same pattern with my business when it gets too hard, with my relationships when it gets too hard, with my belief in myself when it gets too hard. So I thought about it and I thought, okay, what if I quit? That's when I knew the answer. The third question is, what happens if I don't do what I need to do to get what I want? Write that down. What if I don't do what I need to do to get what I want? It was clear as day when I was on that treadmill. It, the answer came fast. It was, if I quit now, then I will quit in my business, which means my business will roll backwards and I'll have to go back to work for somebody else who was willing to do the work. Because basically I could go get a job, right? But that was the problem. I could go get a job working for someone who was willing to stick out to the end of the five miles, who was willing to do the work. And I go, wait a second. If they're willing to do it, why can't I? And that was when I realized my problem is not that I have a couple more miles to do on this treadmill today or tomorrow. My problem is not that I want to get off. The problem is I'm going too slow. I need to kick it up. And it was in that moment where I realized the consequences of not doing what I needed to do totally took over my body. And I began to hit the little beep button, you know, little button on the treadmill going beep, 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 beep. And I kicked up the speed. And I realized my problem is not that I, I, I have to do these five miles. The problem is I'm not doing it fast enough. That's it. So I started speeding it up. By this time, the conversation in my head had taken me another mile, but I knew that I couldn't rely on that. I had to rely on my commitment. The three questions, what do I want? Why does it matter? What's going to happen if I don't do what I need to do to get what I want? Changed everything for me. I asked myself that question, those questions every single day, every day. And it always pushed me to the point where I started doing things that became easier. Running five miles on a treadmill became easy. 
Essentially, what I'm saying is that these three questions put me in a situation where I was doing things that were once hard that eventually became easy. And I want you to think about that right now. That thing that you're afraid to do, right? When you're looking at your strengths right now and you think, how am I going to be able to build a business that way? What if six months from now, you're actually at a place where you go, where you're actually at a place in your mind where you're like, of course I could build a business that way. And it's easy. What if you were like that in six months? What could you do today to get you to that point? And it's as simple as this. What do I want? Why does it matter? And what's going to happen if I don't do what I need to do today to get what I want? What's going to happen if I don't do it? Who do I want to be? When you look at your strengths, it's a, it's a reflection of what kind of person you want to be. You want to be a strong relationship builder or an influencer or a person who's really good at getting things done or a person who's super intelligent and strategic who learns and, and expresses what, those learnings, uh, what you learn to people to help them. What if every single day you did something to accentuate who you are at a higher level to get towards what you want by just asking yourself these three questions every single day. What do I want? Why does it matter? And what's going to happen if I don't do what I need to do to get what I want? How different will your life be in a month? I'm going to tell you right now that if you start right now, you're going to start noticing differences right away. But in three months from this day, you're going to notice massive differences. There's a three-month thing that all self-development people go through. So I want you to start right now. Answer those questions. Put what you need to put into play. Look at your strengths, focus on using them at a higher level, and get moving. I love you. I hope you have an awesome day. I appreciate you from listening to this podcast. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you do someone else a favor and share this podcast with them that you feel like needs to answer these questions. And I want you to go ahead and make sure you give me a five-star rating and tell me in the comments why. And I appreciate you so much. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you on the next episode of Eddie Via Unleash Your Strengths. This episode is brought to you by LaunchPod Media.